Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new SDG Talks mini-series in preparation for the Unleashed 2022 event in Karnataka, India, December 3rd to 11th. We're going to talk with past talents, facilitators, mentors to help paint a picture on what to expect so we all have the most impactful experiences. Unleashed 2019 was one of the most profound professional development experiences for me personally, and I encourage all of you to make the most of it. And if not in 2022, explore in 2023 with a range of in-person and virtual events. Enjoy the show. In this episode of the SDG Talks, you're going to hear from Dr. Karina Shikakwami. Karina is a civil engineer by trade, but also a music extraordinaire and all around just an amazing person. Here, we're going to talk about what is Unleash, what was her past experience like? She was at the 2017, 2018, 2019, soon to be 2022 events and what she would tell herself before she went to Unleash and kind of some best practices to consider. So if you're attending Unleash here in a couple months, this is a great episode to get you ready for what to expect. All right, everyone, welcome back to the SDG Talks podcast. Sitting here alongside Dr. Karina Shikakwami. Karina, how are you doing today? I'm great, wonderful. I'm really looking forward to connecting. Me as well. Beautiful October 10th, and we're a little almost about a month and a half away from the Unleash India 2022 event in Karnataka, Mysore, which we're all eagerly and anxiously and excited look at running up towards. Absolutely. And I have to say, like looking back, I would call myself an Unleash veteran. I was one of the inaugural talents in what was 2017 in Denmark. And returned, you know, again in 2018, Singapore, 2019 in Shenzhen. And then, oh gosh, I can't even count how many different hacks during the pandemic I was involved with the Unleash Plus program. So for me, it's been absolutely amazing to see this evolution. And I would say evolution, not just of like programming uh, this event annually, but just how the network of people all passionate about these issues continue to connect even between the different labs. So that's something I would say has been really, really fun. And our conversation, I mean, we got to yeah. speak once before after the China um, lab, and it's just been really cool to see see this one coming down the pipe. So. I know. I'm a, so yeah, you've, you've been at all three in-person events and soon to mm-hmm. hopefully be at the fourth one here in, in India. I as well did, I was in China, uh, done some of the hacks and helped with some of the plus work. But there's Unleash is, is very dynamic. There's a lot of different pieces going on. And to some, it's a little confusing. But but in your words, what is Unleash? What's the point of it? What's the purpose of it? What's the Unleash Karina hot take? Oh, wow. I love that. And I think I would say Unleash as a verb. It's taking what you're excited about and actually being open to what happens when you put yourself in a group of people who also are super passionate about their issues. And I say their issues because I know we all come from different backgrounds. We come from different areas of expertise, different life experiences. And so, for example, when I joined in Denmark, you know, working on water issues in Colombia, I come from originally from the States. I've worked a lot in with water utilities and also just looking at access to water from a public health perspective. But then being grouped with people to tackle, you know, a challenge around water governance, but really doing it with people from all over the world, also having to come to consensus on what issue we're going to focus on, what solution are we going to develop, and then how are we going to think about how it, how it actually reaches 
folks who need it most. So for me, it's a level of like, you have your own individual passion, excitement. There is a magic that happens when you're together, but there's also a wrestling, so to speak, with the how we do it and how we do it well. And so Unleash, I think, really pushes you into that headspace of, you know, if we're working as one group or if we're working as a collective, how does that actually move forward? And, you know, for someone who's worked, you know, in different places around the world, I also work a lot with musicians and artists. There is, it's wonderful to have your individual passions, but when you really unleash, for lack of a better word, the power of groups telling stories, the power of groups coming together, you can scale things. And I don't mean just scaling your technology. I mean, scaling impact, scaling a movement. And I think that's the magic of Unleash because otherwise we could get all these, I would say, frameworks to develop different approaches to tackle the SDGs. A lot of these things you can do on your own at home. I mean, it's you can learn the pedagogy, you can learn how to problem frame, but when you do it together, there's so many other pieces that are coming at, in, at play. You only get that by doing it together. Yeah, you're totally right. And the one thing that I always reference back to a lot about Unleash is, is that mm. magic in the room and how you can bottle it up. And, and I remember for me, just kind of going in, uh, bright eye, bushy tail, just, just excited. And, yeah. and I think back about how excited I was and, and wanting to you know, use this conversation as an opportunity to enlighten all the other future Unleashed Talents for the first time about sort of like what to expect, like from, and you thinking back about your old, your, your 2017 year old self before you were going to Copenhagen. And of course, yeah. Unleashes evolved a lot from 2017 to today and gone through the pandemic okay. and all that. But talk me through some of like um, what you felt and maybe like what you would tell yourself going into the Unleash experience. Oh gosh. Okay. So I'll start and work backwards. I think what I would tell myself is really pace yourself. <laughs> I think there's another aspect of bringing a group of people together who are all mega passionate about what they do. There is a level of you want to fix and solve everything now. And there's like, I want to say an anxiety, but there's definitely like, you don't have enough time. There is that pressure that we all put on ourselves individually. And I think that you know, scaled across a thousand people, I think is quite, quite incredible to watch. But I would say for a 10 day period or, you know, a week long period, it's something like an athlete running a mile, like you have to pace yourself. So I think there's, that's something I would say, looking back, I probably wish I did more of. Another thing I would say is really honoring your lived experience more, I would say sometimes than your own trained expertise, because I think there's a lot of things that, you know, your past work experience, your schooling, your you know, accolades, certificates, all these things that you do to like move forward in your career, those are important. But I would say I would actually place more weight on lived experience and, you know, are the perspectives that we have. And even more importantly, when we've had our perspective shifted by a conversation with somebody, by seeing a group work and come to a consensus. I think that part for me was something that for folks who were able to do that, I think they just had an overall, like, I won't say a richer experience, but one where you could reconcile some of these things that feel contradictory. So for example, like you might be coming, say from a medical background, you've had experience working in a hospital, you've seen, you know, how interactions with people can actually make a patient feel really comfortable. So that isn't so much, you know, a reflection of your your trainings, so to speak, in school, but 
all those experiences, conversations, being out of your depth, but being able to lean on people. I think that's something that you can really, really lean on. Whereas if you're coming in with, oh, I did this degree and I have this training and this is what I know we have to do. It can only get you so far because a lot of these challenges that are going to be tackled at at Unleash are multifaceted. They are mega systemic. And frankly, even with the best technology, the implementation is often where these things fail. And that implementation is all about human interaction. It's about recognizing people's lived experiences and being able to make this technology or this solution complement you know, what's already there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say that's what I would tell myself. And I guess, you know, I'm going to be really frank. You're not going to sleep very much. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very little. But do pace yourself. I would say my first year I was the talent. So I was also on a team. So we got into just a really good rhythm. But when I came back as a facilitator, I definitely, you know, pace myself. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So really like the basics, you know, make sure you get your rest, water, constantly drink water. You're going to be working with teams in ways probably unlike your normal workplace. They'll probably feel more like, you know, an undergraduate all-nighter. But in some ways that collegiate spirit is also part of the fun. So I would, yeah. Yeah. That gathering of all those, all that passion is, is really that magic in the room that, that really fires you up in a way that's sort of unexpected. And and I think a few things you said that, that actually really struck a chord with me is I remember they broke out the groups into different areas of like, you know, academia versus kind of public policy versus business. And, people kind of fall into one bucket, maybe two or three. And I remember just kind of really thinking, having that self-awareness of knowing who you are, but also having that empathy of what other people stand for and knowing that it's actually really beautiful to have people at the same table that have different opinions, that have different Mm -hmm. viewpoints and to really come together and, and sort of push some of that aside and really think about going deep into what is the problem? How can we take our learned experience, our lived experience, and really use this to come come together and come up with something that, that is really remarkable. Totally. And I'll also just add that there is the work, so to speak, like working through a complex problem. But when I say you may not sleep, I mean, if you allow yourself to have those conversations that are directly related to the work, but are also just adjacent getting to know people, that's where I would say the, the magic part comes out. Because... Yeah. It's in building or making those links with various folks in the community, you know, who might have actually nothing in common with you on paper, but actually this experience of going through this together. I have friends who I met, you know, that the first couple nights of Unleash in 2016 are still some of the folks I would call in the middle of the night if I needed help. So I, I would say that investing in that almost as well as much as you do yeah. in the problem. Yeah, and I think that takes a little bit of vulnerability in terms of just maybe having these conversations or making these connections you never thought you would do, you would make. And for me, I, I still think back about Unleash 2019 as one of the the mm. most significant professional development and professional networking experiences I've had in my my entire career. I'm 32 now and you know I, I'm forever indebted and, and appreciative of Unleash for it. And I am kind of a, a nature, kind of a, an extrovert socialite, but I, I definitely encourage uh, everyone to really use this as a chance to, to be a little bit extra, a little bit more extroverted, you know, kind of like, uh, yeah, a little, be a little bit extra, unleash the beast within uh, a little bit and just kind of, uh, yeah, really kind of go in, not necessarily having any 
serious expectations about what you're going to get out of one person or your group, because it may be conversation you have with one person. And, and one thing that I've, I've really become a big believer on is that your mindset can change. You know, change of mindset is a strength. You know, it's okay if you think one thing and then the next day after a conversation and some research that you think different. And mm-hmm. I think that's a powerful thing with Unleash that Unleash helped t- teach me is that, yeah, you can, it's okay to change your mind on how you, how you think or approach something. Totally. Or even just put your perspective aside and really sit with that. I won't say discomfort, but sit with that uncertainty that I'm not sure yet. You know, actually, I think some ideas that I had had, you know, even just about, what's a good example, health, education, and who's actually responsible at the end of the day for delivering it. I mean, these are, I would say these kinds of questions, it really do vary across, you know, cultures, across you know, nation states, or even not even nation states. Like we have very deep set positions as to who is responsible for delivering certain services and how they should be done. And it's, it is something to actually sit with a discount. We, I think we can agree in those topics, like everyone yeah. has a right, but the actual, how is the best way to deliver it? You know, I've, I've had my assumptions challenged, you know, by really great examples from other countries, by, you know, really community-based approaches that have thrived in the absence of the government. So again, not to say that either one of those is better than the other, but yeah. having to be able to speak to those equally valid ways of doing things. Um, totally for, true. And yeah. that the local context really matters. And like what works in Peru is different than what works in Northern India versus what works in Flint, Michigan is different than what's working in, in Johannesburg. And just every, you can't, there's no kind of what works over here should work over there just because there's a lot of different nuances. There's hundreds of years, thousands of years of, of history to unravel, different government regimes to unravel, legacy of colonialism, legacies of, of mm. different rules. Like all these things matter, which make it complicated, but it doesn't mean you can't solve it. It's just that that's part of the um, the problem fit framing stage. And, and I think that actually might tie into my next question for you of yeah. sort of um, what is the unleash process? I know uh, this is maybe putting you in a spot a little bit, but I generally from like, so you get there, you check in, you know, there's the welcome party and then you put into these teams, you know, and then you've got a week of this unleash process that you go through, like, Talk me through that and like, and paint a picture to upcoming talents and sort of like what to expect throughout that whole kind of beginning to, you know, ultimately pitching at the end process. Yeah. So I guess after all the welcome introductions, meeting people, there's a lot of, for me, it was more like, oh, the party stopped. Like, (laughs) and I say party. Or like all the introductions, all the inspirational talks, like all that stuff you start off with, which I don't want to give away too much, but that for me, in the first couple of days, it gets you in the right headspace to be thinking about how you might tackle a, a really, really complex problem. And I say that because in our day to day, we often have, you know, problems that we've learned how to solve over and over again. We have other distractions as well. So I think that first couple of days is helpful because it gets you out of your, your routine, basically. And then I would say we, you get into the Unleash Innovation process. And I mean, for folks who are familiar with works around theory of change or you know, identifying you know, the system in which you're working and mapping out you know, various stakeholders, you'll start off, I don't want to give you too much 
preview, but you'll start off talking through that process together as a team. And I would say it's not self-driven, it's team-driven work. So you're actually together, you know, understanding the the context in which your problem is taking place. You're going to understand all the different actors, you know, and almost try to identify, you know, what hasn't been done but really not trying to move into solution or like trying to fix the thing already, you know, really getting a really deep nuanced understanding of the problem. And then you'll work through an ideation phase. And that ideation phase is where, you know, as a musician, you're bringing out all the ideas, you know, no bad ideas, all potential pathways. And really to get your brain into, again, that different headspace of not what we do in day to day where we're used to seeing the same thing and reacting to it in, a, in the same way. It's actually saying, you know, this problem has probably been tackled by many, many different people. You know, what can we learn from what's been done? And then what sort of things might have we just been ignoring or left behind? And again, you're doing this together as a group. So again, I'm painting a very linear picture, but none of these conversations in my experience are actually that linear. You know, there are things you might've identified in understanding the problem and when you move into ideation and thinking about potential ways to address it, you're like, oh, wow, actually, I didn't understand that problem as well as I thought. And so I would actually say it's definitely more iterative in the sense that, you know, you have these different milestones you'll be working through throughout the week, but there are periods where you're going to go back and revise various bits. So yeah, the ideation piece was a lot of really cool techniques um, for somebody like me. I, I actually love the pedagogy of facilitation why I'm coming back, seeing this more as a facilitation training for me. It's exciting to bring people through problem framing, ideation, and doing that with the hindsight of what it would meant to do this during the pandemic. So we've done a lot of in-person events pre-pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, but during those lockdowns, there was a different way of doing creative work together. And so I'm really excited to see how we move from ideation into prototyping, which is very much about how you, how the thing that will fix this might look. So during, you know, some of the lockdowns, we had to get really creative, (laughs) not just with our facilitation, but like, how do we even communicate about prototypes virtually? That's a very different way of doing it than in a room together, whiteboards, glue sticks, paper, like building the model physically and actually figuring out ways of testing it. And so that part is where most of the teams will get to. I'll wrap this up tour after the prototyping phase, you get more into, I wouldn't say pitching, but sharing this idea with the world. So that's, you know, it could take many forms for different teams that can be, you know, actually contacting folks who might be actually using it, you know, getting some early inputs of how this might play out on the ground, but everyone across the whole lab will have a chance to share it with their group or share it with their SDG cohort. And then the final couple of days is very much the the competition. I shouldn't say competition, but it it is an opportunity for those ideas that are really, really promising to actually go and present publicly. So they'll be presenting at the lab. There's a few different events that lead up to it, which I won't give those away. But then we actually have, there's a big showcase at the end to really, I would say, tell the world about these these ideas. And so I'm not actually sure the format for the, the last bits, because it's evolved over the years, but I'm, I'm excited because there is a lot of, I know there's a lot of creative elements this mm-hmm. year. And given the location, there's also a lot of rich history of how, how these ideas will be celebrated. So, yeah. Thanks for paying that. I mean, and I know it was, I think in China, it was called the Dragon's Den was the ultimate, <laughs> was the final place where all the different, that top teams from all the different SDG tracks went. And I remember that was just like a, such a, 
amazing, fun, the culmination of everything. Yeah. But back to the initial part, the problem framing, I, I touched yeah. on that earlier about it was hard for me thinking about where like all I wanted to do, because I'm, I'm very involved with tech and I, I commercialize a range of technologies and I'm all about listening to customers and then reverse engineering their problems and applying technology to that. And, I, and frankly, a lot of that was, this has come from some of my training from Unleash, but the problem framing, it's almost maddening of how many times you have to just keep asking why until you can't ask why anymore. Because you're like, no, we, we know the problem. It's like, but have you asked this why? Have you have you thought about this? And um, for example, I my team, we did uh, the Flint, Flint, Michigan water crisis, and we developed a, a kind of a concept of doing a water as a service and kind of was going into what was the real why behind it. And there's a lot of surprising whys that came up from the lack of trust to the need for short-term solutions until long-term solutions are implemented in terms of, you know, who's delivering this message? How is it delivered? And there was just a lot that came out from spending at least two full days just looking in front of a whiteboard and just like exhaustively asking why. And now I apply that in my professional career all the time because it's so easy to assume that I know the problem. And it's like, maybe you you kind of know the problem, but that problem framing stage to me was the most profound unleash impact that I I still think about. And then the ideation part, like you said, that's where, not that the problem framing isn't fun, but that's where it's like, hey, throw everything against the wall. Because you'll be amazed at how one random obscure idea can compare, can contribute to this random idea to then come up with something that could be a very tangible solution. Mm. Um, and so I like I like that. And then you, this is actually a quote back to the problem framing. It's that Einstein quote. I think he's like, if I had an hour, you know, to ask a question, I think, or yeah, I think to solve a problem, I'd I'd spend fifty five minutes thinking about the question, you know, and then five minutes asking it. That's like if I had time, I would have wrote a shorter letter, you know? (laughs) Seriously, it's so, it's tough. So no, just really, really good uh, context on that. And, you know, I think just kind of part of this conversation was just continue to try and build some hype and excitement for all this Unleash and, you know, (laughs) all this Unleash. Yeah, so I guess the next thing I'd want to ask you too is you kind of touched on it earlier about what would you tell your old self and what to do? And you talked about pacing yourself and, you know, drinking a lot of water, but any other suggestions on what to do, or even maybe more importantly of what not to do in the prep or kind of while you're there portion? Oh yeah. I think what to do, I would definitely listen more. And I say that with like a lot of pause, because I think in our, excitement about conversation and connection that doesn't always mean talking a lot and you will be having a lot of conversations with people but i think if you prioritize really listening to people and i say that actively listening in the sense that you're not planning your response while the other person is speaking you're actually giving you know whoever has the floor or actually giving time for pause like i think there's an element of we always want to have an answer even if we don't know And as somebody who does, you know, my default is to think out loud. So even when I'm fully, my thoughts aren't fully formed, I like to talk them out. And I think that's a good thing for some settings and some situations. But I think at Unleash, I would almost say there's, there's going to be an overload of so many ideas and people and like things that inspire you and you'll want to react to all of them. And I think it's actually sometimes nice and really helpful for building connection that we actually, you know, take time. 
So even one thing I do with my, some of my teams, actually in my own, my own role is, you know, give that five seconds after someone has spoken for them as somebody to respond. Like, in other words, like not talking over each other. Sometimes I, I even notice it maybe less so in zoom, but in person, sometimes like you're actually watching people literally talk over each other. And like some cultures that actually does make sense. I come from a culture where that, you know, usually we're all talking at the same time and like there's like all ages. So there is time and space for that. I don't want to say, you know, leave that behind, but I think there is with the level of cultural experiences, differences that you're going to be experiencing. I think it's really cool to like really, really give full priority to listening. I would say in terms of what not to do. I wouldn't trust your first gut at what's the right solution for your project. (laughs) I mean, there may be some people coming into this who have, you know, had previous experience in startups or in other entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial ventures. So they're probably also familiar with the process and like what to expect. But I think the cool thing here is also you're going to be tackling some of the age old problems with a new composite of people looking at them. So I, I think there's something about like some of these health issues or water issues. A lot of these are problems that, you know, people have been thinking about and like mulling over, you know, in all different corners of the world, but there is something new about the composition of the people coming to this event that will actually you know, shed a new light on some of these old problems. So I think it's actually cool to check what your assumption is, um, i.e. if I know this technology always worked in my country or actually we know it's been scalable in other places, I would say yes. And you know what other things might there be? So I think if that just becomes a muscle that you have, it'll be a really, really fruitful space for, you know, potentially seeing some new stuff or actually giving the floor to others who traditionally aren't, you know, um, yeah. as both. And I know sometimes people say, always trust your gut. And it's not, we're saying that we, sh- that you shouldn't trust your gut. It's just yeah. don't, you know, lean into it immediately all the time. Like give it, it's a time to pause. It's time to iterate. It's time to question all ideas and assumptions. So I couldn't agree more on, on all that. And, you know, one thing too, that I think is so important that I, I struggle with at times is, is listen, but the, the phrase is, you know, you've got two ears, one mouth, so use them accordingly. And it's true. I mean, I've had that my entire life where I've just, I like to speak up and be vocal, but I found that it is great to ask questions, sit back and listen. And probably the most important thing that you said the entire time, you said a lot of important things, but one thing that I really liked was don't already have what you're going to say or be thinking of what you're going to say while they're speaking. It's like, be present, be present and listen and let these words come into your brain and process. And, you know, because it's kind of like that science project where you have a hypothesis and all you do is go looking for data that supports your hypothesis. Like, yeah, just take a step back and just listen. It's a, it's really a remarkable thing. Totally. But yeah, otherwise I, I don't, I don't have too many don't do's and don'ts. I would say too many don'ts. <laughs> Follow local rules and ordinances, you know. Oh, go. yeah, of course. Yeah, no, absolutely. You don't. Oh, that's, that, that is actually important. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Long, like, bigger events in a while. So, I mean, like, classic stuff, like, buddy system. You know, again, even if you know the city, back, like, the back of your hand, I think the worst thing is to have, you know, just something happen and no one knows, you know, where you are. I think that's just it scares everybody, but also just for your own like peace of mind. Like you want to be able to 
fully focus and take advantage of all the great connections. I guess one thing that I would say within boundaries, make sure you do get to see a little bit of the places where we're going. I know there's going to be some opportunities that have been curated. So yeah, I know when you're in the lab innovation phase, you probably will see every hour as golden and not want to take advantage of some of those opportunities. Um, but I would absolutely say like, you know, it's really brilliant opportunity to, to see this part of the world. And from what I've read, it's, it's actually stunning. So I, I really hope. Folks, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get too hung up on the, the race, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is a balance. I, I mean, of, of you're going to be working a lot, but you, you will have chances to explore. And I think it's a matter of, I would say to everyone is, don't plan on going to India to catch up on your beauty sleep. You are going to be working. You're going to be working hard. You're going to be making amazing connections. It's a lot of what you want to get out of it. You can kind of just sit there and be passive and like come to you. And that might be okay to some extent, but just take advantage. It's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity where you get to meet people from around the world that are all passionate and care. And I think to a point you said earlier too, is that we all want to make positive change and impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that anything worth wanting and anything that's going to make a difference takes time. Here I am. I've been working in water projects with a nonprofit space for about six years. I've been working at Flint for four. And I'm still working on the idea that I had and that I worked on in China. And it's changed a lot. And it's not necessarily there or done yet. So don't be discouraged if, if something doesn't just happen right away. Um, so I think that's just a one little kind of nugget to to always remember, and you know, and I think just kind of leading up to all things that is uh, India is, I guess, maybe a a final mic drop. You know, Karina, I know you've you've had a you've had some good substance and context here that has been really useful and valuable. Uh-oh. What would be a you know a final message or a challenge or a question or something that you want to leave everyone here within mm. the SDG Talks and Unleash community to think about? I would say write out what you think is going to happen and leave it for yourself as a check-in afterwards. So I'd actually encourage everyone before you leave, like write down all the things you think you're going to experience when you go there. Write down what you think you're going to walk away with and actually just leave it at home. Like don't even bring it with you. And then when you finish, it'd be really interesting to revisit, you know, what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> that is a great idea. I'm going to do it yeah. for myself as a facilitator. I'll encourage everyone mm. else that I see and everyone listening to this, please write it down. We'll compare notes afterwards. And Karina, I just want to say thank you for your time today. Always a pleasure. And I hope all things with Visa works out and we'll be hanging out in you know <laughs> about two months or so. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kevin. We'll all be good. We're excited. It's going to be great. See you on the flip side. All right. Over now. Take care. See y'all soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. Goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. I look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.